Well, good morning and welcome to day five of Start Strong 2021. Hey, props to you for joining me each morning. I uh, just want to take a moment and say thank you and well done. It's, uh, it's a big effort. So uh, remembering that we're trying to bounce here between working on you and working on your business. Uh, and so, you know, we're doing some really practical mornings like we did the other day with the numbers. We're doing some stuff on you like we did yesterday. Today, we're going back to practical business tactics because I find, I find that, uh, that we need to balance the two. It cannot be one or t'other. We actually need both of these things happening in the business simultaneously for you to have your best year ever. You may also have noted that yesterday's recording hasn't gone out yet. We have it. It'll go out as soon as we're finished here. So you'll actually get two today. You'll get uh, yesterday's recording and you'll get today's recording a little bit later. So what are we going to talk about on day five? And remembering there is a day six and there is a day seven. Yes, we're doing these over Saturday and Sunday. Why? It takes time to build a new discipline. It takes time to get momentum. And so we will be going tomorrow morning and Sunday morning at the same time with the same link. All right. I want to talk to you this morning about one of my favorite topics, and that is sales. Sales. Interestingly, though, you know, because like, I'm thinking here we are, start of 2021, we want to make it your best year ever, you've got to come out of the blocks as fast as you can. Sales is an area that really matters in business, and yet most people don't value. But actually, actually, unless you can actually turn a customer into a dollar, it doesn't matter what brand you've got, what reach you've got, how cool you are, how beautiful your logo is, how wonderful your systems are. You could have the best team in the world, the best R&D, the best follow-up service, the latest CRM, and none of it matters. None of it is at all relevant if you cannot turn a prospect into a dollar. And yet I see people who squirm and worry and back out of this concept called sales. So uh, we're going to press into it. Obviously, it's a big topic. I can't do much in 15 to 20 minutes, but I'm going to put something across to you that I think really matters. And actually, I've actually crafted something new. For those of you guys who are in my world that I get to invest in on the phone and on webinars and on, you know in meetings, this is actually going to be slightly different. It's going to be additional to what you guys have heard before because I want to make sure that it's relevant for everybody. So um, why is it though? Why is it that if I was to take 100 Christians and 100 non-Christians, all things being equal, when it comes to sales, the Christians will perform worse. Why is that? It's not even a topic that we are going to try and pull apart today. It's more of a rhetorical question for you to think through to work out, is that you? And if it is you, you need to go fix it, right? Because at the end of the day, you can be a Christian and still ask for a sale. It's a legitimate thing now. It's in the new covenant. It is permissible, right? So they're not mutually exclusive. You, you can be a good salesperson and get paid well 
and still be a believer. And maybe I say that so that you can take that back to your quiet time and reconcile it because it is okay to be a diligent, firm, intentional salesperson and still go to heaven. Okay, so um, as you guys know, I'm a massive believer of sales processes. We need processes and we need scripts. But on this one, we're just going to talk about processes. Um, And depending on your business, like if you're the kind of business that gets, let's say, um, let's say more than 50 to 60 incoming inquiries a month, like legitimate leads, I don't mean... I don't, mean, I don't mean like random phone calls. I guess I mean legitimate leads. If you get more than 50 to 60, then this strategy might need to be modified. Most of you probably fall under that category. I'm a really big fan when it comes to sales of having a visual board in front of you that's physical, that stares at you every single day. That's, it's basically an asset that is in front of you so much that you can't deny it, that you have to do something with it, and then, of course, you get a better sales conversion rate. So we're talking here about basically building a board, and if it can't be a board because you get you know, hundreds of leads a month, then you probably have to move to a software. But if you move to a software, can I suggest that you create a dashboard on your software and put it on a large plasma somewhere in the, you know, in, the, in the business where you can actually see how many leads, how many have converted, how many haven't. Like you need to have a reminder, right, in your business that is keeping the most important thing front of mind in your business, all right? In fact, if you've ever been to a Domino's pizza bar, they actually have a TV in every single shop that lets them know in real time how they're comparing to all the other stores. If they're 10 seconds behind on their average output, it puts them in red. If they get, then it goes to green if they're performing better. Like there's this constant race to do, and it's a real time dashboard that lets them know the most important data and makes them better. It's the same thing. If you need to do that for sales, then do that for sales. All right? So we basically get a board like this and we mark it up. And what happens is, right? Simple, simple process. You put the name of the person that is the prospect down the left, and you put all the steps of your sales process through here, right? So you use step one, and most of you, like most of you, are probably going to have somewhere between. Uh, you should have somewhere between eight and twenty steps in your sales process. Okay, so understand that, and then of course the whole purpose here is that we, you know, we we chart the journey. Right, we chart this in real time. So we write the name. So we've got Bob here, we've got Mary here, we've got Sue, we've got Steve, we've got Shaniqua, we've got Maniqua, and we've got Taniqua. Right? They're the millennial boys that are prospects. So basically, we chart all our leads as they come in, and then we put them through a process, right? Step one is you know, receive incoming call. You know, and when you've done that, you give it a tick. Whatever your process is. Step number two is, right, do some research on the client. Step number three is, you know, book the first meeting. Step number four is send them a handwritten postcard. Step number five is email them an article. Step number six is attend the first meeting. Seven is proposal, blah, 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 okay, all the way through. So whatever your sales process is, then you chart it on a big board. And so here's the simplicity of that process. One of the, one of the reasons why we do that is because you can't deny it. You've got to walk past it all the time. Right? It's there. It's haunting you all day, every day. 
That, that, that's, what, that's the accountability of it. The beauty of it comes in two parts. All you have to do every single day, in, like as some part of your day, all you need to do is you get yourself a coffee and you walk up to the board and your job that day is to move everybody one step from the left of the board to the right. So you look at this and the board may look a little bit more like people at different stages, right? And your job is to get here and you're like, okay, what have I got to do today? Well, Bob, I need to do step nine. Mary, I've got to do step two. Sue, I've got to do step four. And your job every single day, you've only got one job, is to move the people one step further to the right. And if you are always moving your prospects from the left of the board to the right of your board, then they are going to convert, right? So simple, simple, right? It's a process. You're just pushing people from this side to this side and so forth. And then you'll get more yeses, but it's intentional. And then what happens over time, though, is you get a picture that looks like this. You might get a picture that looks like this. So what you end up seeing in real time that you never would have seen if you didn't do this is you get to see where the bottlenecks are in your sales process. Because if you're seeing, if you're seeing that all the ticks get to a certain step, not all of them, the majority of them get to a certain step and then they don't progress, what that is is that's the market telling you real-time feedback that the step you're asking them to take between, in this case, four and five is too big. The market are saying that step you're asking me to take is too big for the level of our relationship now. Easy to solve. All you do is you come up with a half step. You put another step in your process that's not as big and then another half step and you get them the the whole way anyway, but you break it down into smaller steps. Get them to take a smaller step towards you and then another smaller step towards you and then you win. That's that's the concept, right, of having that in front of you and, and, and you becoming a sales and marketing business that happens to do whatever you do as a business, right? That's the thing. And that, that's pretty obvious. But I want to look at it through the lenses of maybe the culture of how we approach that journey. So if I was to draw a, a funnel like this, And then I was to take those 8 to 15 steps of your sales process and lay them across. The biggest mistake most people make, so step 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, all the way through. So the ones that were across the top of the board, we've now put down the side. If I was to watch your sales process, here's how most people do sales. At the start of the relationship, right, start. This is the start of the sales relationship, and this is the end. Most people are really intense, right, with trying to convert the customer at the start of the journey. So at the start, they're like following up the diligently, trying to book in, get a call, send the information, book a meeting. Like they've got this insane intensity at the start, trying to get a yes from that customer. And then what happens as they walk through their process, their intensity actually wanes. And what happens is like they come through here, maybe, maybe this step here is the meeting where they actually sit down with a customer and the customer says, okay, let me think about it. And what happens is 
the breaks between follow-up calls actually gets bigger. So they get, you know, here they say, yes, I'll think about it. They're like, I'll give them a week next step to, and I'll call them back. Oh, they're still not sure. I'll give them 10 days. Oh, they're still not sure. I'll ring back in two weeks. And what's actually happening is we're adding time to the process later in the journey. So the velocity of the sales process is actually slowing down, right, as the sales process moves through because people start going, for whatever reason, I'm, I'm not a, I don't think they're going to say yes, I'm not going to give them my time, whatever, and we start adding time. And so, so that intensity that we start with is not there in the end. And when that's the case, you've basically told the customer that they can get away with just keep pushing you aside. They don't need to make a decision. They don't need to say no to you. They'll just keep pushing you aside because you keep, because you've slowed down in your diligence and your follow-up. So I want to flip that and pitch it to you that it needs to be the other way, right? So if we were to put water inside this funnel, what actually happens is it starts slower as it goes round, but the water actually speeds up in its velocity and it spits out of the bottom. So now if we take our sales process and we line it up through here, Step one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, whatever. What I want to suggest to you, if you want to do a better job of sales and get more yeses, is actually that you slow down the front end. Crazy, right? I'm actually saying that you should add a bit of time to the front of the journey, not so you do nothing, but so that you can actually invest in them as a human and as a person and be interested. So instead of going in there with the intensity, like the last one of trying to get a yes, actually at the start, we are adding steps. So we're actually taking time to send a handwritten postcard that says, I'm looking forward to seeing you, Bob, on Tuesday at two o'clock. And we're researching an article and emailing it through and saying, thought you might like this. And, and, and then, you know, here's a, hey, Bob, look forward to seeing you on Tuesday at 2 o'clock. You know, here's a video that I filmed that'll help you understand a bit about our company. Like, like, actually, at the start, if you slow it down but add some steps, then what happens is your intensity as it goes through should get better. So attend the first meeting, right? You know, go away, do a quote, follow up, second meeting, third meeting, phone call, follow up, follow up, follow up, follow up, follow up and then you'll get more yeses. So I'm going to say to you that in this model, the intensity comes at the end to the point where if they're saying maybe, 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 your phone calls get faster and quicker. You go from calling every third day to every second day to every day, and the intensity and the velocity is what will get more yeses. It's the opposite to what most people do. Most people are adding time at the end. I'm suggesting adding time and steps at the start to build relationship and build rapport and build intensity and velocity at the end to get more people to say yes. You may be sitting there now thinking, I can't call my prospects every single day. Yes, you can. It's a no now. If they're saying I need to think about it, it's actually a no now. They're not buying so you may as well show them that you're diligent and you can follow up and you've put in the discretionary effort and you want their work. That's going to get more yeses than, I'll oh, just give them another 10 days to completely forget about me, all right? So we've got to flip the way we do it and actually put it through a funnel that increases intensity as time goes on. So one of the things in terms of culture 
that I would love you to understand is you need to be obsessed with the yes. Obsessed with the yes. Most people are not. Most people are, well, they can take me or leave me. The, if You know what? If God called me to business, if it's his will, it's his bill. I, I'm, listen, I'm sure you've heard it all too. It's madness. It's madness. You need to get out there. You need to work hard. You need to learn, step up, play the game, produce the results. And this is what we're talking about here. Become obsessed with the yes. Don't let people get away with giving you half answers. You know, like if you're a salesperson, you're a salesperson. Your job is to get them to a yes. Obsessed with the yes. By the way, they can always say no. And people will say no. The way I look at it is this. Out of all the leads you're ever going to get, there was a portion that you were always going to get. It didn't matter what your process was like. It didn't matter what your product was like. Literally, they were always going to buy from you. Now, I don't know what that number is. Let's say out of 100 leads, it's 22, right? That were like literally, they'd already seen you. They've made their mind up. They just want to buy from you, 22. Then there's a group on the other end who were never, ever buying from you. doesn't matter what your product looks like. doesn't matter what your sales price is. It doesn't matter what it is. They were never, ever, ever buying from you, right? Let's say that's another 22, right? So now we've got 44, which means we've got 56 others. Well, it's those 56 that you have the ability to lead, change, educate, and get to a yes. And that's the group that this process will get more yeses than no's. So be obsessed. Get them to a yes. Be super diligent. Lots of follow-up. When they say, I need a week to think about it, you call them the next day. And you say, hey, I just had a thought about the quote that I sent through yesterday. I just, had a, I just wanted to run something by you. Are you ready to make a decision yet? No, I'm not. I need more time. Great. Next day. Hey, I was just driving by. Can I drop in some donuts? Next day. I was... Like, if you act like that, you'll get more yeses. Don't worry about trying to look. I'm scared I'm going to look desperate. You are desperate. They haven't said yes yet. You are desperate. So then just get them to a yes, and your business will be better. All right. Gang, bit of energy up in the sales process this morning. Do me a favor. What was the top, what was the top thing that popped for you on this call today. I want you to put it, please, in the question box. Yes, I do actually read them. I do actually read them. They're all here. When we finish, I normally sit in this seat, and I sit there, and I read them all because I can get a read on what's popping and where you're at and what you're liking and how you're feeling and what words you use, and it's good for me to see that stuff. All right, very good. What have we got here? <clears throat> got here? It's physics. Yep. It is physics. Um, maybe helps nobody. Be obsessed. Be obsessed. Switching the intensity. Good. I need to flip it. Uh, slow intensity at the start. Good. Increase intensity at the end. Good. Uh, the sales board in the office. Good. I had a really high-pressure sales guy here the other day. It really turned me off. That's okay. Uh, you're, that was you as a buyer. I'm interested in you as a seller. Thanks, Wes. That was great. Reverse the process. Get them to a yes. Uh, be obsessed with the yes. 
Uh, it was the bottleneck. Awesome. More steps. Flip the funnel. I love the push from you. Uh, just accept that I'm desperate. Awesome. Uh, it's okay to look desperate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you don't have to look desperate. You don't have to look desperate, but you can be desperate. Being desperate and looking desperate to me are two different things. Uh, get faster towards the end. Uh, upend the velocity. Very, very good. And, and about and about 100 other comments, which is amazing. Well, guys, that's a shot in the arm for you. What do you do from here? Go and get a board. If you can't afford a board, go and get a big bit of you know, butcher's paper and, and draw it all up. And if you can't afford that, then, well, I don't know what else you're going to do. Just start writing on the wall, and then when you make some money, repaint over it later. Whatever you need to do, but you need to start charting sales, adding steps, and being far more intentional with getting a yes. Hey, tomorrow morning, just because it's a weekend, none of this sleep-in rubbish, all right? Like Gordon Gecko said, I think, money doesn't sleep, business doesn't sleep, assignment doesn't sleep. Go to bed early, get up early, join me tomorrow morning. I've got a cracker of a topic to cover with you tomorrow. Have a good day.